0: Good day, everyone. I'm your host, James Hicks from Hicks New Media. Welcome to Perspectives and Focus, where we highlight the people, industries, ideas, and the technology that are making positive strides within society today. Today, my guest is Mr. Kirby Hasman. We, we've been chopping it up behind the scenes already, so we, we could have already had another show already. But so you are definitely in for a treat today. The, the topic that I want to talk about is personal marketing for professional development. And this kind of stems off of a book of his that I read. But before we get into that, let me let me talk to you a little about who this man is. Kirby is the CEO of Hasman Marketing and Communications, which is a full service marketing and promotional products distributor. Kirby has served on a number of boards. He has been named as a rising star in the industry by Ppb Magazine. Recently, out of hundreds of thousands of industry professionals, he was recognized as a top social media influencer on various industry lists. Kirby hosts a weekly web show called Delivering Marketing Joy. I love that topic, I love that title, I love that title, Uh, where he interviews business leaders from around the country. In addition, he puts out the Monday Minute, which is a short video on personal development. Uh, He does that on a weekly basis. And then he also hosts, in his spare time, he hosts the podcast Promo Upfront with his co-host, Mr. Bill Petrie. When he's not doing that, when he's not being a grandfather, when when he's not doing all these other things, Kirby also writes books. And listen, he's already published four. His first book was called Think Big Marketing for Small Business. Another another book called Delivering Marketing Joy, Uh, Fan of Happy. And then most recently... The Give First Economy, which is where I was turned on to, Mister Hasman. Without that, let's go ahead and get into it. I see some folks in the in the comments already who are in the promotional business as well. Mister Graham, I see you. Mister Alec Johnson, we were talking about you behind the scenes, so welcome to you from the future. Let's get into it, y'all. When the man is not doing all the other things, he's sitting at that chair right there. Uh, <laughs> Kirby Aspen, how are you, sir?
1: I am doing amazing. I could not be more excited, James, okay. to be here. This is uh, this is a truly an honor. I, you and I, you know, got connected because I I heard you talking about my book and it like made my month. Uh, <laughs> it was it was really cool to to be. Um, have somebody talking about something that you wrote and then, you know, kind of reading it back to you. And I, it, it made my day. Awesome. and I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here talking with you,
0: man. Awesome. Awesome. I, I appreciate that. Listen, it, it resonated. I, I was asked by Mr. Alec Justin, who again, I, I stayed is in the comments right now uh, to talk about a recent book that I read. And I said, you know what? I know a guy <laughs> or, I, or I, I, I wish I had the physical book, but I'm, I'm an audio book guy. So I'm, I'm an audible man. If you could I tell you what I gave you kind of highlights of who my community is. Right. Solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, content creators, things of that yeah. nature. But I I never want to let folks not tell their origin story. Right. So if you could give kind of that 30 second pitch of who is Kirby Haspin, I, I know I gave a brief monologue, but it sure. always sounds better coming from the originator themselves.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, as you know, I'm in the marketing space, but what I would say is I was one of those people, and I think a lot of people are like this, that was sort of born an entrepreneur. I didn't know what that word meant, right? But I was sort of born that uh, kind of person. I started my first business at eight years old with a a partner. We started a bike repair business, right? And What I found out quickly is I could sell because this was before social media. It was before all that sort of thing. And I just went door to door and I found, I knocked on doors and found somebody who wanted, who would allow me and my partner who was also eight years old to to fix the bike. And we got the bike back to my garage and I learned something really quick. Number one, I don't know how to fix bikes at all. Um, and so quickly we pivoted to a bike washing business. And so this woman was kind enough to let us do that. And I learned a couple things. Number one, I am an entrepreneur. Number two, I'm pretty good at sales. And number three, if you want to succeed in business, you can't be full of it. You have to actually be able to deliver on what you're going to do. And so, um, that kind of spun me forward into a career of kind of starting businesses and selling and now creating content. And it's, it's been a pretty fun ride, man.
0: I love it. I love it. Listen, we I, we are streaming. I normally don't even stream on LinkedIn anymore, but we we are. I've I've got the not just my personal profile. I've got the the organizational page up, and and someone is out there saying, "Listen, I know this guy. He's famous." Okay, well,
1: <laughs> hardly, hardly. But that's follow nice. follow
0: you. my page on LinkedIn so it'll show your name next time you leave, leave a comment right there instead of just being the generic LinkedIn user. Uh, that's funny. So let's start it with that, right? Where really did that need or that desire, that that, that influence need to, be, to do entrepreneurship, to start your own business? You know, why at such an early age? Was that something kind of originated from your parents or was that something that just from your surroundings? Why did you see being an entrepreneur controlling your, controlling your destiny, owning your own business or, or just managing things from that perspective? Why did you gravitate towards something like that?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I think it's one of those things that um, my grandfather, uh, my grandpa, Bob was, was sort of my first entrepreneurial influence. Hmm. Um, I just saw that he had he had a little carry out in a little town in Ohio and he, he worked another job. And this whole carry out was like a side hustle. And he was one of those guys that I think was an early influence. And I was like, I loved the idea of being a business person of being you know someone who created something and i think that it started early one of my things i would say is you know public education is great i had a great education but especially at that time i don't know that they spent a lot of time um talking about starting your own business it was you know you got you got an education so you could get to college so that you could get an education and get a job and all that stuff and to a degree i think for a while i took a detour where i was like okay i should just be getting a job and and my wife actually went down the path of getting a straight commission sales job. Okay. And I would be working 60 hours a week in the corporate side and I kept looking at her going every time we need to make more money she's like okay I'm just going to go sell more I'm going to go make more money and she could do it whereas it didn't matter how hard I worked over here I made what I made and right. it was great and I just kept feeling the pull that I was sort of gravitated back to the idea that I wanted there to be some link to how hard I worked to how much I made. And I, I I just, I've always sort of enjoyed that idea. I think.
0: I love, is that something that you think is here? I'm already pivoting. I've I've got the run of show here. I've got the things I want to talk about. (laughs) Is is that something that you think is effectively taught within school? And, and, And I, 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 I wonder I don't know if that needs to be taught necessarily at the, at the high school level, but again, when, we, when you step to the advanced education, when, when, you, when you get into college, is, is that taught enough in school? Like public speaking should be, like balancing a checkbook yeah. used to be or should be. That entrepreneurship, so, no. that, that kind of um, mentality of, of, again, you put in the work, this is what you get, and, and you, you bear the fruits of those labor. Do you, you think that's taught enough?
1: I, I think it has historically not been taught at all um I <laughs> right set you like, up. I kind of said you yeah up. <laughs> yeah um, now what i would say is i and i want to give credit where credit is due i think that um public education you know high school i actually do think we should be talking about it in high school yeah. to be honest with you James, yeah. because i think it's there are so many kids that i've just you know it's been the same concept that you do this then you do this then you get a job and you work for somebody else yeah. and i think that the idea of being able to number 1 we need to tell people that it's an opportunity and let them their minds run with it because I think people who are natural born entrepreneurs, and those are among us, all they need is a nudge, and then they're going to go. And then the other piece I think we need to talk about is the idea of what success means. Hmm. We need to redefine what success means. Um, I started you and I before we started. We started talking about our kids, right? Yeah. And. I started talking about starting businesses with my kids at a very early age. When when they wanted money to get something, I'm like, well, what kind of business could you start where you could make that happen? So the story I always use is that um, my youngest, um, she wanted an iPad. And at one point I was like, okay. And it was like 500 bucks at the time. And she said, okay, I'll, I'll start a business. And so we helped her design these shirts that she, you know we printed because that's what we do, right? right? Well, then she took them home, tied item, took them to a local festival, sold them, made her five hundred dollars so she could buy her iPad, shut down her business, and moved <laughs> along with her life. Like <laughs> and I would define that as a radical success. Yes. Um but it's funny to me because people say, well, you know most businesses fail within a year or five years. Did they though? Like, I, I think we need to redefine success. Gary V talks about that a lot of times. He's like, oh, you know, people think you got to make a million dollars. Otherwise, you're not succeeding. And I think that's crap.
0: That's true. And I don't so, like that.
1: Yeah. So, I, I, again, I think, number one, I think we're getting better. We're having that conversation. Um, I think it needs to be more. Um, and honestly, I don't think, and, and I'm probably going off on a tangent, just like, you know, you are there. That's but what like, I do. Like, that's, that's what I yeah, do all the yeah, time. Yeah, one so, one you know, w- welcome to the world. You know, this is what we Yeah, we're that's doing. Right. But what I would say is I, one of the conversations I'm actually having in a local high school is we want to introduce entrepreneurship, Mm. but I don't think we want to spend three years teaching a course. That's not how entrepreneurship works. I think we need to give people the basic concepts and then go, okay, here's 500 bucks, start a business. Whoever makes the most money wins because that's what business is. I like that. that. Uh, find a problem in your community, in your area, solve that problem, figure out a way to monetize it and take care of your customers and see what happens. And so I think it starts pretty simple and then we can make it more, more complicated as we go.
0: Awesome. Uh, And see, even though we, we pivoted a little bit, that brings us back slightly to, to kind of the the, the comment and and the uh, topic for the, for the day. And that LinkedIn user was your co-host, Mr. Bill Petrie. So nice. Welcome, welcome, (laughs) welcome, sir. Good to have you here. Adam Adam Town, good to have you here as well, sir. Uh, let, let's let's talk a little bit about personal branding, right? Because sure. again, we're talking about entrepreneurship a little bit here, and you are always that that, you, that founding member, that founding CEO, that founding individual is the face of that organization. So, how, how do you go about effectively? branding yourself from a personal perspective and then attaching on to a kind of that professional persona as well, right? What what are some, some key best practices that that you're talking to people and especially I think the youth, right? When, when you're out there, maybe, maybe at a, at a local college or something or at a high school or something, talking to folks, I want to start a business. I want to start a side hustle. I want to do something with my name on it. How do they go about branding themselves effectively and above the noise because there's a lot of noise out there
1: right Boy, that's for sure Man, that's, so I'm gonna have a lot of thoughts and feel free to interrupt me. So, um, number one, you know, we talked about it before giving first, I think that one of the challenges that most small businesses, most entrepreneurs make, one of the mistakes is that they, you know, it's buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, Mm. if you're on social media, um, we talked about Gary Vee, Gary Vee talks about it, jab, 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 right hook, most small businesses, most entrepreneurs, all they're doing is throwing right hooks, right? And if you know a right hook's coming, it's easy to duck. And so, you know, one of the things I like about the concept of the give first economy is that if you're providing value up front, people will opt into what you are talking about. And then when you've built a little bit of credibility with them, if they're following a business page, they're going to expect you at some point to try and sell. Right. But if you're always selling, then it becomes off putting and they can stop following you. There's more uh, power in the consumer's hand. And for you and I, James, that's good. Right. Because that means otherwise our Facebook feed would be filled with ads, all the wrong ads, the wrong, year, right? ads. Yeah, the wrong right, ads. Exactly. Yeah. So, so number one, I'd say give first, you know, provide value. And that might be um, writing articles that answer questions. And that's what, when I'm talking to people all the time, it's like, what are the top 10 questions you're asked all the time? Right. If your customers are asking that all the time, those are questions that you can answer and create a piece of content and it will be valuable. Now that might be a blog post, a video, a podcast, whatever. The platform actually doesn't matter that much, I don't think.
0: That's huge, right, yeah.
1: Yeah, providing value. And I think you know when you do that, at some point then you're gonna say, hey, um, we have a webinar coming up, we have a sale coming up, I want you to come to the store. And I think, when you've provided a great deal of value, then when you ask, then people are like, yeah, absolutely. I, there's, you know, the rule of reciprocity kicks in a little bit.
0: Yeah. So so let me ask this though, because, and again, I'm going to pay kind of the, uh, the doubting Thomas or just, just, just sure, to have please. the dialogue, right. Um, all entrepreneurs are energetic and want to do something. They, they, they have that idea. They said, you know what, I yeah. want to go out there and I've got the quote from my old boss, Steve Jobs here. I want to put a dent in the universe, right? I, I mm-hmm. know that I want to do that, but it seems so overwhelming at times to, mm-hmm. we, we know to go out there and create the content, but I, yeah. I like the fact that you just talked about varying forms of content. So not just textual, yeah. not just audio, not just video, components of all of those. So, so talk a little bit about, again, I like to talk about getting out of our own way. Yeah. Right. So, so the fact that we know what we could, should be doing, but why is it that we're not realizing that it's, it's not that difficult to get out there and you've got your phone with y'all all all the time anyway, to create a piece of content that resonates with you as that personal brand and as that professional persona as well. Why why Mm -hmm. do you think it's so difficult for us to know what we got to do, but don't do it?
1: Oh man, I think that has to do with the voice in our head. Um, personally, I, you know what mm. I mean. Like number one, I think so. There's t- two things. There's the sort of the voice of perfection, right? That says, yeah, you know, like, okay. it's got to be perfect. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't put it out there if it's not perfect. And almost always, that's an excuse, mm-hmm. right? That like I, that is a a way for us to get away from doing the work. Seth Godin talks about that all the time. But I also think it's worth worth mentioning. The the voice in our head, because I think, James, the people who watch your show, the the people who watch me speak, whatever, I think they believe that we don't have that voice in our head. They, They believe that, that it's, that's only us. Like, you know, because we've all got the voice that says, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And doggone it, people don't like me. Nobody cares what I have to say. And I think we all have to overcome that voice. We have to hear that voice and say, no, I'm going to push record anyway. And then once you push record, you have to push publish. And I think the way to get over that, other than just gritting your teeth and bearing it is to understand that you're actually providing someone value. You're actually helping someone down the journey of whatever, you know, whatever path your organization helps them. Right. And I think when you do that, it does alleviate the idea that you're trying to sell because the reality of it is you, you, you have to, at some point, you you know, that's the doubting Thomas that I hear all the time. Hey man, I got to make money at some point. You totally do. Um, but I think what content does is it lifts you up Right. It lifts you up and puts you on a pedestal as an expert. Right. Mm, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean you shouldn't try and sell. Yeah. And I, I never said that. Right. Like, and I think both things should be true, but the sales, um, conversation, we both know this, there's going to be a little bit of adversarial, right? We're sitting on the opposite side of the, Always, the, yes. um, table. Right. And you have money and I want it from you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what content does is it changes the conversation in the funnel. It changes when people are, you know, all of a sudden they come in and they say, James is the person I have been watching James for all this time and he's done this and he's done this and he's proved that he's an expert. So now I need to go down this path. I already know James is the expert. And so it's not a question of whether I'm going to buy. It's a question of what James recommends mm-hmm. because whatever he recommends, that's what I'll do. And that's a totally different discussion.
0: It's a discussion that that needs to happen internally with the subject that the quote-unquote subject matter expert ourselves, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and again, I like the, the fact that, that you mentioned something to the fact that yeah, we, we go through burnout as well. Oh, we, yeah. we do, right? <laughs> because that, that's a reality that I think the, the external folks, the, the, the folks within our community, the folks who are looking to us to provide some expertise or be that trusted advisor, Listen, I, I got a text this morning from one of my uh, colleagues who was saying she was just has been burnt out from creating content yeah. and, and yeah. being, quote unquote, on all the time. But as, as long as you address that, as long as you realize that, and, and I think really as long as, as the folks around us acknowledge and realize that we go through that as well as content creators, we don't have to worry about trying to be perfect all the time
1: yeah and i so i'm a big believer james and, and i can tell you are as well in consistency i actually yeah. think it's the missing piece in most success yeah. in most areas of our life True. <laughs> right True. like i always draw the the uh i draw the comparison of i believe content creation is a lot like fitness yes. right like like we, we were like, okay, I went to a conference. I'm excited. I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to, and I go for like two weeks and nothing has happened. I don't have six pack abs yet. Right. <laughs> and so I don't have a million followers yet. Right. And I haven't gained my sales. I'm tired of doing it. I'm sore. I don't have any ideas. And you know what? never mind And so then we quit, quit. and then we say that diet plan didn't work. Yeah. All right That workout didn't work, which is the same as content creation. And it really has to do with showing up consistently whether it's every day or every week or whatever it is now i say that to say to your friend is just like a a fitness program there are times where you need to take a break you need to take a vacation you need to take a rest day yeah and i think what i talk about a lot is doing that intentionally right so if Mm. you're doing a weekly show and you do it all the time there might be a season that you're like you know what man the kids are off to college this is happening and i need a month off the way that i view that is to do it and say yep and you tell the audience i'm taking a month off just like t- seinfeld did right <laughs> they took time off because yeah. it, and, and and i think by doing it and then saying and this is when i'll be back not only does it build that credibility with the 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 audience but it sort, sort of builds in some accountability for yourself exactly you get the break but now it's like okay i gotta be back and i think that that helps, at least for me, think through the burnout part, because that's real True. when you're trying to come up with ideas. And and, and she said, be on all the time. Yeah. I think by giving yourself the grace to say, hey, some days I'm going to need a vacation and that's okay.
0: That's it. I mean, giving yourself to grace. I, I like to eat those, those terms right there, you know, giving yourself the grace and, and then the fact of uh, re- realizing that you have to step back with with intention, right? right. You know, again, the, the statement there, because again, we'll, we'll do it haphazardly or we'll do it just... T- telling ourselves as opposed to telling the folks that we serve. We don't folks should realize we don't create this content for ourselves. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, nowhere, right. I'm nowhere in the equation. This is for yeah. the the Rich Grahams and the Alec Johnsons and the Adam Towns yep. and the and the Jeremy Pickers of the world right here. Right. Yeah. Th- this is what we're doing is for to share this these nuggets and to share this information. And once hey, we Jim. get out of our that framework of, of I'm doing this for me. No, I, I turn these lights on and press record because I want to talk to this cool guy, Kirby Haspin, right now and hear his story. I, I, I'm yeah. just here soaking it up and enjoying. I got my pen so I can take some notes. <laughs> and, and, and I think once folks, the content creators, the subject matter experts, the trusted advisors, whatever you want to call us, once we realize that, then we can actually be more of an effective educator, instructor. Yeah. Uh, facilitator and things that like, regardless it doesn't matter what it is it could be content creation it could be marketing it could be yeah. promotions it could be whatever that business venture you're doing once you consciously and with intention realize who you're doing it for
1: yeah yeah it, and, it gets, and i would it gets say easier to do yeah and i i love what you were talking about when you're saying it, you start it with the idea of serving the other thing i would say too james is I think it's important to say okay number one the voice right and Mm -hmm. the other thing to say is there will be times you don't feel like it yeah and and that's not defeatist at all it is to say no it's natural so if you are in doing this and you've been doing it for a couple months and you're like man i'm tired um that's natural right A, a, a quick quick story um so when I started doing Delivering Marketing Joy, I'm over 400 episodes now, right? So I do it every nice. Wednesday. Yes. You know, I'm, the consistency is, is something that's key. Yeah, I did it, when I started doing it, it was like almost eight years ago. Okay. And so nobody, there wasn't a lot of it happening. And so I'd done 20 episodes and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of good, right? Like I'm kind of done. Like I, <laughs> I, I didn't have an episode lined up for the following week. Well, I had the opportunity with a, a friend of mine, Mark Graham um, who had set up an interview. So he and I got an opportunity to interview Seth Godin, okay. who's one of my personal heroes. Right.
0: I get his email every morning.
1: Right. Me too. <laughs> I get yeah. Yeah, me too. And so I'm getting ready to interview him and it was on a live, uh, podcast like this. And so we're talking right before we go live and Mark's like, this is Kirby. He does this show called delivering marketing joy. And he, and he goes, oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen your show. I was like, okay. And I'll, he said something to me i'll never forget he said it's really good keep doing it in three years you'll be glad you did wow. and i was like three years i don't have next week <laughs> but it was like i was probably at, like i say episode 20 something like that and i was like okay it was my call to action to okay i need to keep going and then it it was it became a lesson that was really valued to me that it was when in doubt, just do one more. Like I'm I'm so fascinated. Like literally, I'll be a part of content creator groups and they'll say, Look, man, the audience engagement isn't as high and the am I'm I'm not as excited about it. And this is happening and this is happening. What do you think I should do? And i will be do one more tomorrow. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's my advice. Just keep going.
0: Dude, that that's huge. I, I was I was purposely quiet because that's gonna be the clip right there. I, I, that's gonna be blown <laughs> up all all over. You know, the, the social networks, that, that clip right there. So, thank you for that. I, I, it was, it's hard for me to ever be quiet, but that's, that was good. <laughs> uh, my goodness, we've got some great comments coming in as well. Robert, I see you, man. Appreciate you for joining here. So, transparency, the key in setting the tone mm-hmm. of how you address burnout. Yes, I like that. I love that. that. Yeah, that's uh, great point. Jeremy is saying he's in the burnout phase, it's a dark cloud hanging over him daily. I am building the content, but can't seem to get to launching it right now um yeah let's let's talk a little bit about it. i think we, we kind of hinted to some of those things we'll, we'll yeah. get into kind of the, these phases of content creators as well that, that i wanted to talk about and, and the book as well but that, that's a that's a that's a call for for assistance right there from from jeremy yeah I think, right? he's I'm yeah, building so the content I, but can't seem to get to launching it right now how, how do we get him so to th- me to, to the next point
1: to me, that's a, and again, I want your take on this too, but to me, that is an exercise in perfection, right? If you've built it and you can't launch it, you're too worried to a degree on, okay, is it not good enough? And, you know, I think if that's true, Jeremy, then I think the challenge is chasing perfection is a, a pointless exercise. It doesn't. Perfection doesn't exist. And the other thing I would also say, James, and I don't know if this is true for you, but one thing that I've found is I never know that what's gonna work the best. There are so many times that I think something is the best thing I've ever created (laughs) and Mm. no one cares. Yeah, No one cares. And like that happens more often than I'd care to admit. Like I'll write something and I'll be like, oh my gosh, this is gonna change the internet <laughs> and it'll get three views no one cares and then i'll put something together that i'm like okay you, you do I need something to, else real need, fast yeah i'm gonna get this together and, and then oh man this does really well yeah. and i think for me that's the thing that lets me off the hook that says i don't know if it's good the audience will tell me but i have to push publish to find out
0: that's the that's the true that's the right answer Right Again, I mean, it really is right. Just, just pushing through and, and, and getting, again, as I keep saying, getting out of our own way, right? That, that real. that's the right answer to create something that, you know, brings value. Mm-hmm. Give first back to the book, mm-hmm. uh, and, and let it marinate out there with the community, right? Yeah. Be- because you don't know how something that you say that you write, that you, that you take a picture of whatever is going to touch someone at, that particular moment when they right. may need that particular piece of content, you may have four or five mis- misspellings. All yeah, these right. lights could go off while we're talking. Yep. These cameras could undo, but something we've said in this past fifteen or twenty minutes is has already touched someone to either spring into action or to yeah. say, "Let me think about it this way." Yeah. So we we well, don't know. I'm, we're not clairvoyant to know what that is.
1: Yeah, it was funny you say that because literally, I posted a video today. Mm. And I had, and, and, and well, this is what the best part of this is, right? Uh, that one person disagreed with everything I said in the video. And then one, and in a respectful, it was a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. But and, uh, two or three people said, I didn't know I needed to hear this today. There you go. And it, it's like, I think sometimes we just need to hear things from a different voice. I remember uh, Mark Manson's book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving... That's in my queue. Okay. I had to think
0: about it. I
1: know that. that It's a really good book. Yeah. If you are offended by cursing, you should not listen to it. Okay. That's actually Uh, (laughs) next up
0: in my queue. So, okay.
1: It's really good. But he said several things. And I remember thinking, I've heard this before, but I've never heard it just like this. Mm. And it was the way I needed to hear it in that moment. And so I think as you're creating content, part of the deal is putting it out there and it might be the way that that person needs to hear it today. Yeah. God, oh, that's great.
0: That, that, that's amazing right there. That, that's bringing value right there straight off the cuff. And, 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 and Jeremy is saying, you know, thanks, Bill need to do that. It's battle. I'm confident that I'm giving value, but it's self-confidence or low self-esteem or whatever it is. Those are deeper seated issues. I know, but discipline is my nemesis. And, uh, Mr. Mr. Petrie is, is there, you know, we, if you want to come on screen, I, I can send, Bill, you know, I can <laughs> we, we can do this three-way it. right here, right? You know, yeah, I, I, I love the well, fact Well, I happen that,
1: to know Jeremy and he's an incredibly talented guy. And I think that sometimes when you are creative and talented like that, you want it to be yeah amazing. And I'm just, I will tell you, Jeremy, it's going to be great.
0: Awesome. I love that. Great, great reinforcement there. And again, you, you start thinking about it because you mentioned a couple of folks, you think about Seth Godin, you start thinking about Gary Vaynerchuk. Those folks have been in the trenches already, yeah. and they're not overnight successes. Brand new creators, brand new storytellers, brand new entrepreneurs think that I can get out there tomorrow. I can get out there tonight, spin up a YouTube channel, spin up a podcast, or, or do this, and yep. in two three weeks,
1: yeah, Patience. I'm hosting
0: conferences. I'm 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 rolling <laughs> in the dough, I'm writing books. I'm you yep. know I'm I'm on the Amazon and the, and the Audible bestseller. All of that. No, yeah, like Mr. Godin, like Mr. said. Three more years. Let, let's talk yeah. in three more years and, and see where you are then.
1: So that's, yeah. that's,
0: that's good stuff.
1: That's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's a there's a great book uh, by Mark Schaefer. Uh, it's called Known. And he breaks down like five steps of like, if you want to build your personal brand. Yeah. And he talks about he's like, you know, find find your place, which is sort of the thing that you're supposed to you want to be known for. Find your space. Which is the uh, the way? Like, the, is it what, what's your platform? Yeah. Instagram, podcasting, blogging, whatever. So find your place, find your space, create consistent uh, content. Right. That's step three. Step four: engage with your audience, and step five: be patient. <laughs> it's going to take it's longer. Last one. That last one, it's that, that yeah, last one right. is the one
0: that we're in yeah. each other's way. Yeah. Um, you keep, you keep dropping stuff, man. And, and I keep just deviating. I'm, I'm not even looking at my notes. I'll, I'll get to this other stuff here in, in a second. Whatever. Um, man, I'm good. Because I think this is critical. And this gets in our way from, again, creators, uh, folks in new media, um, finding that place, that platform. You mentioned that, right? Because there's so much happening, and the attention span of this social media economy is so yep. short. Where do you go? Where, yeah. I mean where 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 do you resonate? Where where do you where do you park and sit? Do you park and sit in YouTube on video? Do you park and sit with audio podcasts or with the old school WordPress blog? Right, right. Or do you try to hang out with all the kids and, and, and try to be hip and, and do do you know the yeah. Snapchats and the TikToks and the what 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 else are they doing now? I I, I don't you know. <laughs> all of that. Do, do yeah. you try to to stay on all the platforms or, or Twitch? That that was the one, you know. That, that's okay. are. <laughs> <Love it. laughs>
1: Listen, I'm
0: it. I'm 52 years old, man. I, I don't. I, <laughs> all I know is a couple of things. But how how do you tell folks that are starting or kind of intermediately into social mm-hmm. uh, media marketing world to r- resonate? Do you yeah. tell them to focus on a particular platform or try to spread out and be more generalist and go to as many as you can, following trends and things of that nature? And again, this is this is somewhat of a setup question, but I just right. I, I really want to hear your, your commentary.
1: Yeah, when I'm advising people, I I say pick a lane. And pick a lane that you are most passionate about because we've talked about it as this conversation has gone on, there's going to be a time that it gets hard when you get tired of doing it, when you don't feel like doing the thing that you said you would do every Monday. And I think by picking a platform that you're most passionate about, you're most likely to keep going right. And oh, by the way, you're probably going to be better at it too. So if you are a photographer, I think Instagram makes sense. If you love to write, people will say blogs are dead. I think that's bullshit. I think if you are creating good uh, content that delivers value on a consistent basis, then I think you're going to have success. Now, if you're in video and you are doing, having some success on Facebook and you wanna make the jump to TikTok because it, it, you know, there's a easy, bridge to jump okay fine but i believe that you start in one place get really good at that build your platform out from that and then you can jump into those other platforms if mm. that makes sense yeah um like i uh, you know i started in video that was my my background was in video that's why delivering marketing joys on video the monday minutes on video like right now then people came and said hey can you make this a podcast which was yeah. cool really easy and then you know I actually like to write so then it became a thing but if you are an introvert and you don't want to be you know on video podcasting if you still like to talk writing pick the thing that you are most passionate most comfortable with and then you can always branch out but there are a lot of people who've made a lot of money just writing right like you think of Seth Godin and Ann Handley and all those people I'm like I would I'll read anything they write because they're more thoughtful than me, they're really smart, and if the the content is good, if the content is value valuable, the audience will find you. Oh,
0: good, ladies and gentlemen, are, are you you got your pens and paper out too? <laughs> pause and rewind right just right now? We'll we'll, we'll still be here, but, but listen, Kirby is is dropping them on you today, folks. Um, and and I, I like the fact again that, that you're saying. There should be no excuse, right? Mm, because yeah, again, if, right. if you're intimidated by video, write something. If yeah, you're intimidated do it, yeah. by the sound of your voice, okay. Then do go on video or write. There, there, yeah. is, there is no, Options. you don't have to learn HTML anymore. You don't have to learn how to code a website. You, you, you can either go in WordPress, you can go to Squarespace. Right? There are platforms that automate yeah. all of that manual activity that we had to do uh, decades ago. So again, there's no excuse for not having access to the infrastructure to do what it is that you want to do to share your story. If you've got a story to to medium, uh, right? I mean, all all of those uh, blogging platforms, well, if you don't like WordPress, you don't like Square, LinkedIn has newsletters and things like that. So the access to the ability to share that message with your community is there and it's only getting better every single day and it's only getting more more, uh, accessible. Every, every single day as well so i love that
1: and i'll tell you james if you don't mind like yeah. i want to bring up so talk i talk about this a decent amount and i want to give shout out because bill was listening but bill was one of the creators of this when i talk about the four c's of content yes where you want where you want content to be creative you want it to be consumable um you want it to be consistent and we've talked about a couple of those things and you need to have courage right um you know and i think you know you want it to be creative and yeah. creative is subjective. But what I mean, and, I, and what I think Bill and I mean, is that you are providing value to the end user, whoever that is. It's creative. It's answering questions. It's it, there's value to it, uh, consumable to me, that's actually gotta be, let lets you off the hook a little bit. You don't have to write a 10,000 word blog post. Right. Right can be 300 words. It doesn't have to be an, uh, a four-hour podcast like Joe Rogan. It can be 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, like it doesn't have to be, make it consumable and then make it consistent, which we've talked about. And I think, again, with what Jeremy talks about, whatever, like there are going to be challenges and it will take courage to put yourself out there. But if you can fight through those things and you can have the courage to uh, consistently create consumable content, that you're going to be ahead of the game. Man,
0: that's great. That's right there. Perfect segue into these individuals or these these categories, these mm. uh types of content yeah. creators. You you have four types of content creators that that you've spoken about and I I laugh and smile and giggle and just and smirk I, I, they're, they're they're real good. <laughs> they're real really good. And I'd love for you to go down in in no particular order or maybe if 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 it's a sp- uh, specific order the way you've got them. And and let's talk a little bit about why you think there are these four and mm-hmm. how to graduate from either of those particular types if that's what you want to do. If if that's what you as the creator wants to do. If you don't mind. Yeah. So I'll I'll let you take it from this point.
1: Yeah. So I would say the, the the first three are, you know, are creator, curator, and teacher. Yeah. And I would say the first three, you're good on any of them, right? So uh, the creator is sort of the person that creates uh, sort of original content. They're the original thinkers. They're the people who make you think. They challenge the status quo. They um, challenge uh, the the thought process in in whatever industry you are. I I use Seth Godin as that. He he is literally a creator. He's he is creating his blog post every single day. For those who don't know who Seth Godin is, he writes a blog post every day. I think it's been nine, 10 years. It's, it's been every a while. Single day.
0: I, I've been subscribed for about uh, six years. So yeah yeah. Okay.
1: But every day he shows up. Now sometimes that blog post is two sentences right? But he shows up, he's a creator and he makes me think and he challenges status quos. And so to me, that's like, that's sort of the ultimate of what I would like to be. But it's not the only place that adds value in content. So there's the curator. So the curator is the person who creates content that shares sort of other content. So as an example, might be like, hey, th- you create a video that says these are the three books that every entrepreneur should read, mm-hmm. and then you sort of give a, uh, hey, this is why this one's good, this one's this good, and you could do that in a blog post. The the platform doesn't matter. We talked about that earlier. It could be a podcast, it could be a blog, whatever. But you are giving credit to the original content creator. Hey, this is a book from Seth Godin. This is Gary V. This is James Hicks. Um, these are the places that you need to read, and so they, you're curating other content and you're putting it together. That adds value. Um, teacher is the third one, and so kind of it's they're kind of similar, but you, let's say that I read a book. Here are the five lessons I learned from that book. Yeah. So you are teaching. You are you're taking lessons that maybe other people. You're condensing it and you're giving it. And I I believe that good content creators in different times are all three of these things. Yes. Right. That's my my goal is to be all three of these things. Sometimes I'm just going to say something that'll make you think, hopefully. Um. But there are many times that I'm going to create things and you're like, well, okay, that's a little bit trivial, but it does drive me to other content creators. And so those are the first three. They're the creator, the curator, and the teacher. Okay. And the fourth- So, type, no,
0: so okay, so before yeah. you go into the fourth, because yeah, the yeah, fourth yeah. is, is kind of, you know, you, 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 you dropping it on them. <laughs> and, I, and I like the fact that you say, and, and I, I highly agree with this as well, there's nothing wrong with being either one of those three at any different mm. time of your journey yeah. or maybe even at the same stage of your journey, just yeah. different means of sharing that particular piece of content. Right. Yeah. Like, well, if if I'm the creator, I'm the original creator. Boom. Then I'll put that out there, and it's fantastic. If there's something that, that Kirby is, has written, like like you're saying, let me spread that work and yeah. that and the word from that original creator. That there's value in that because I bring my own perspective. You yes. and you and I and me. So I can still tell your story right. while ad libbing and telling my story and adding and adding on maybe that additional layer of uh, information. Right. The teacher piece starting to. Tell me, tell me this. Do you think do you believe this? We're starting to see more and more folks that are are ebbing into kind of the teacher, right? Yeah. If there there was no real blessing, but if there was any blessing of COVID, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. it was the fact that folks were home, folks were in front of their computers or, or or whatever Zoom and WebEx and whatever. But for a creator and entrepreneur perspective, we got to focus and hone in on what it was we were trying to do. Yeah, and we saw a lot more folks coming out and saying, "I'm gonna do a tutorial." I'm going to show yeah. you how to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to, yeah. uh, I have some expertise. I want to show you how to do this. So we yeah. saw a lot more folks coming out and teaching and that's still happening today, which is amazing. And yep. I, I, I like the fact that, again, you've got those top three. And again, we can be one of those three at any given particular time within within our journey.
1: So Well, and and the thing is, James, I think that if you are creating consistent content, right, there's going to be times where you're like, okay, I have this original thought on Tuesday. But on Thursday, I'm like, you know what, I just read this great book. And I want to say, hey, here's a few, like, recently, and I've been doing this a lot lately with this book. So uh, John John Acuff, I read a lot of books, sorry. Uh, But John Acuff wrote the book Soundtracks. And I find myself quoting a very specific lesson. He has that where he, you know, the concept of the book is that we all have the voice in our head (laughs) that we've talked about, right? And often it's a soundtrack that's playing in our mind all the time, right? And sometimes those are broken soundtracks. They don't serve us and they don't help us reach the life we want. And so he has three questions that he has you ask yourself when you have one of these thoughts. Is it true? Is it helpful? And is it kind? Asking those thoughts, or asking the, those three questions of the thoughts in your life, it's amazing how many don't pass that three question test. Yeah. So you think I'm a I'm oh. I'm a bad person? Is it true? Well, I, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I'm a bad person, but sometimes I'm a good person. I don't know if it's true or not. But is it helpful? Not particularly. Mm-hmm. Is it kind? Would you say it to your friend when you're trying to help them? No. And so when it doesn't pass that three question test it doesn't add value so what i would say to you is that is me taking john a cuffs lesson teaching and then saying you should really buy the book because he goes into it deeper <laughs> right <laughs> like and so i think that you can you can kind of bridge it depending on the day
0: awesome i i will put links in the description and then show notes to all of these books that Kirby's talking about folks. Uh, and and also because I'm the audio, audio guy, I will put links to audible or or something of that as as well. Hopefully they're available there. All right. Let's get into number four. Let's get into this, this other person that we want to talk about.
1: Yeah. So we've mentioned the first three, the curator, the creator, and the teacher. Yeah. And the fourth type is just the thief, man. That's oh. that's the, that's the and, and I don't know how you are, James, but I have been pretty blessed that I haven't run into a ton of this. But you see people talking about, hey, someone took my whole post mm. or took my whole paper and they have put their name on it and they're publishing it on LinkedIn as if it's theirs. Yeah. And man, number one, it's just bad karma <laughs> it's bad content it's it will come it, you're back gonna to you. get found yeah. out right yeah. yeah but but the other thing is it's lazy with with and you don't need to be right because mm-hmm. if you just do the curator piece yeah. right if you just say hey james hicks published this white paper and i think it's great and here are the couple things that i thought were great about it now you're not a thief and you are giving you credit and you get, the, I think you get more v- validation long term, which is what, you know, the, the give first economy is all about is like you're, you're playing a long game, right? Yeah. If you're trying to play a short game, that's when you tend to get yourself in trouble. So it, don't be a thief, which, you know, I think we all learned in kindergarten, <laughs> right? But but the reality is we still see people doing it. But I think it's one of those moments where it's a it's a short term play that that costs you dearly in the long term.
0: Perfect. And see, that's the perfect tie-in into the book as well. It's almost like you've done this before, right? It's almost <laughs> like you've done these uh, interviews before. But now, now, now you see where my my crazy mind is going. I, I wanted to have that dialogue about you know, all of the backstory, right? Yeah. And then talk about, well, okay, so we as the creators, we as the entrepreneurs, we we as the business owners, we want to push information. And, and don't just think when, when we're talking about content creation, folks, that we're just talking about videos, audio, Uh, and text, right? I know we've mentioned that, but again, it's also products and services and its value to your community. So think of, really broaden that, the definition of a content creator um, for the long term. And again, so now back to the book, right? The Give First Economy. Mm -hmm. If the the idea is to be intentional, I want to use that word again, because you've used that word, be intentional in the fact that if you're being consistently, available to your community, consistently available to your community and what you're pushing out there resonates with their needs as opposed to always just your needs and you're doing it for the long term. More positive and negative is going to come out of those efforts. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, for sure. Right. You know, I yeah, the the analogy and I t- t- totally know that you agree with what I'm about to say. Yes. Mm. Based on what I see with your studio <laughs> and, and like it, he has the envy of everybody, right? Like studio. It's just <laughs> awesome. Um, but I'm, I'm a believer that we have to think like a media company.
0: Yes. Right. One hundred percent. Two hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So if it, it, we if you look at your content journey like a media company mm. that helps i think because you know it just about every uh channel right that that we follow they create original content there's some there's some content on it there's some reruns right Mm -hmm. so there's the original (laughs) there's the curator because it's a rerun of uh the big bang theory (laughs) or whatever right and then there's you know you've got some maybe some educational stuff but then they've got ads
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right? But if it were a TV channel that all it was was ads, I mean, I suppose I'll give you the home shopping network as the exception to the rule, but I don't watch that channel. Me, me neither. But, yeah, right? Yeah. Most of them, it's like you provide value, you entertain, you do good things for them, you teach them things and then go, hey, and now it's time for me to give you an offer that you probably are interested in because you followed this journey of content all along. Yeah. Right. And so I think that when you view it through that lens, then I think it really allows you to create a customer journey where customers come into you and already trust you. They're excited to buy from you. And they like, I I can't overstate this idea. And I know I said it once already. I can't overstate the idea that when people come to me now, often it's never, not never, but it's often Not a question of whether they're going to buy. You called me, dude.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) You
1: called me. It's a question of what I'm going to recommend. And because I am truly doing it with the intent to serve, I'm going to say, well, look, these are the two options based on what you've told me. You already trust me. And trust is the biggest challenge that sales we have in sales, right? And so once you already trust me, it's not a question of whether you're going to buy. It's a question of what you're going to buy. and. By the way, you're also going to be more forgiving of mistakes. You're going to be willing to pay a little mm-hmm. bit more because you know I'm the industry expert, right? And I think that that's where creating a content journey like this adds so much value. It's it's really powerful. But as you know, James, it's not a short-term play.
0: True. True. You That's
1: have, you, what people get mixed up on content. Is they think, okay, it's like an email blast. I'm gonna hit this button. I'm gonna hit publish, and, and orders are gonna fly into and my just inbox, wait,
0: right? And, and just wait, yeah,
1: no. It's much more like a relationship. Right. You didn't go out with your wife the first time, take her on one date and all of a sudden you're getting married. It takes time. Oh, it took time. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Best sales (laughs) job I ever did.
0: Man, still, still (laughs) working at it. After after 22 years, still working at it. But
1: that's the customer journey, right? Is that you provide value, provide value, provide value. And then at some point you ask them to marry you.
0: Mm. God, so let let me. Tail in off of that, and then and then we'll go into kind of kind of some value propositions and things that you're offering to the community. So, folks, I'm I'm looking over here and I see a ton of folks on Twitter. I appreciate you. I love my Twitter community. How engaged we are. But you can't comment unless you're either on LinkedIn, YouTube, or where else. Are? I think we're on Facebook too. But so cool. definitely watch over there. But open up another browser in 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 YouTube. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? God, what was I? Oh, the fact that. You build that relationship, and and I've used the term already during this conversation about the trusted advisor. So I I like Mm -hmm. how you kind of alluded to that as well. We should not be apprehensive to asking folks who see us as that subject matter expert, as that trusted advisor, when it comes to financial transactions. It's almost like solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, folks who are just starting in business are scared to ask for the money. Oh, sure. Right. It, it's it's not a negative connotation to ask for compensation for your expertise. Again, because exactly hard. what you were talking to, folks are coming to you, yeah, because you have shown yourself to be that expert, to be that advisor, to have to have just one percent more knowledge about something in particular yeah. than than we do. So let us not be apprehensive about charging appropriately for our services, yeah, sure. and let's not yeah. be. Uh, apprehensive to asking for that po or asking for that you know or submitting that invoice that that really we need to get out of our own way from that perspective as well
1: and it's hard let's like let's just be honest right it is one of those where and i was blessed in the sense that i was in sales straight you know straight commission sales first okay and it but it's fascinating to me and I say this, I bring it up to say that as entrepreneurs, as content creators, of course it's hard. Pure bred salespeople struggle with asking for the close. Right? Yeah. Even the, the best salespeople, yeah. that's the thing that you gotta get over. And I remember having a conversation that, that was not something I struggled with. I had a bunch of issues, but after about a couple months, I, I came to this conclusion. If I have sat with you, if, if I've called you, I've set up an appointment, I've come to your office and we've had 45 minutes or I've asked you questions, I've done this, I've done that. and I get to the end and I just get up and leave. I have wildly wasted mm. your time. yeah, right? like the the close was natural to me because I'm like, well, if I don't ask them, then I've been disrespectful to yeah. their calendar. makes sense, right? Now, I think the key is to figure out a way that you can gracefully ask without feeling like you're falling all over yourself. Yeah. And I think for me, it was just about saying, okay, what's the next step and helping them choose, you know, help, helping them help me close. If Mm. that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Say, okay, so we've talked about this. We've come up with a couple of different solutions, which one makes the most sense to you? So in other words, it's not the, uh, you know, so what do <laughs> I got to do to get you to sign you know, today? It's not right? the like, Mont
0: Blanc out there. It's check writing season. Right. No, not necessarily that. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just which one of these makes the most sense to you yeah. based on what we talked about. And then that helps them help you close the conversation.
0: I like that. Because like, it and almost, and I'm going to summarize, I think it's, it's more of a learned experience as opposed to something that you're, that's innate.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe there,
0: there's half a percent of folks that that ability is innate, but that's a learned experience through trial and, and, error, and error of knowing when to position or knowing when to pitch, knowing, knowing when to present. Okay. Next steps is now we move forward with this relationship, not not just this transaction. The transaction is, is one and done, but let's talk more from the relation perspective perspective. And that's where the value is. That's where you'll get the pens out and you'll start signing long-term yeah. deals with, Totally. you know, with, with, with Haspen marketing, let, let, let's put this picture on here. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, that's, that's what this guy is doing. Hold, hold on. Let's put, <laughs> you know, you know, look at, look at, look at this squad yeah. here. Let's talk about this squad here. <laughs> yeah, these are
1: the folks that make me look good. These are the folks that make me look good. You yeah. know, so, look at
0: that. Without a marketing team, you're wasting money. You don't look right. You're overwhelmed. All, all, all those bad things. So you yeah. know, there, there's a squad out here that, that can help you out with this.
1: No. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We, you know, it's funny. People talk to me all the time. How do you get all this stuff done? And obviously I do because it's a priority, right? But the other reason it happens is because I I've surrounded myself with people who help me and are talented and who challenge me. And when you have that both inside of your company and then also, you know, your friends and peers outside and in the industry, that's when success really starts to take off because you can multiply yourself. Right um there's only so much you can do by yourself and so having a team is powerful
0: love it love it um, we talked about the book to yeah. an extent uh, i i should have talked about it more but you know guys you know we we we, we covered some ground. But, but that's all right because <laughs> have we got a an, an opportunity for for folks um to take some of the principles, take some of the ideas and, and, and the concepts that we've talked about today and, and, and learn them for yourself. Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, so Kirby, I'm, I'm going to have you dive into it. I'm going to bring up one site this is where okay. I bought, this is where I got the book from, right, right okay. here. You know, okay. this, this, again, I'm, I'm an audio person. So yep. did I, did I, did I give it. it a review? Oh, look at that. There, I did. I gave it, you know, the five-star review and I didn't just do Thanks. that because I'm going to talk to you. I've already, I already gave it the five-star <laughs> review. I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> but to give first economy folks, this is the book here available, uh, an audible, uh, Amazon, all that good stuff. But for the fine folks, of perspectives and focus. Yeah, let's talk about this right here. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, yeah, I wanted to, you know, I think we talk a lot about giving first and I think you know one of those things where um you're like, yeah, yeah, give first, but you want to sell me a book. Well, great news. <laughs> I'm not going to try and sell you a book. So you can check this out for yourself. Uh, we've set up a, a, a page where you can get the ebook uh, just because it's easier for me to deliver. But the ebook, it's the whole book for free. You go to hospenmarketingio slash give first, and we will email you a copy of the book for free. And so I'd love it if you'd, you'd check that out and hopefully it provides you some value.
0: Awesome, man. I cannot say how much I appreciate this. And folks, yeah, definitely go there. Download the ebook. You provide a little bit of information, and Curvy and, and Squat will make sure that you have that in your inbox. Uh, put that on your, you know, your, on your gym playlist. That's where I. That's where I finished the book while, while I was underneath the squat rack, to be honest with you. So I, I finished it a couple of weeks ago, uh, <laughs> doing that. And again, I th- I th- I'm going to say, I think I know it's going to bring value to folks. It's going to have just those nuggets of information to. As we've talked about the concept of the getting out of your own way, uh, ensuring that what you do from a pers- delivery perspective to a community, to your clients, to your prospects, to your partners, p- personal and professional, yeah. right? And make sure you're doing it with intention. So, I mean, all, all of those statements really matter. We're not just saying words that sound great as sound clips, but these really are the concepts that Kirby has talked about in this book. And it's very straightforward. It's very commonsensical. Is that a word? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I think uh, so. Okay. Today it's a word. Common <laughs> is, is a word today, but it really resonates with anyone at, at any particular stage of their evolution and of their growth. Mm. And I, I really found value in that. So again, I talked about it on a couple of other shows and I, I wanted to have you on to have this conversation, man. And selfishly, I, this was again for me yeah. I, I hope well, everyone else it, got some, some some value out of this, but man, th- this was really for me to have this dialogue with you so we can have uh, just some of that shared experience. Um, mm. The comments are, 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 are amazing because I, I like when, when folks are, are responding and, and getting value. I, I know that there are a number of other folks that are watching and listening that may be hesitant, right? Mm. To have their name attached to a comment because they're at, at a stage or something or, or they, they uh intimidated by a, an audience and don't necessarily want to have all of their information out there. How can folks get in contact with you? Right. So maybe if you, if you can provide some coaching or some additional dialogue, some one on one, is that even something that, that you do personally?
1: Yeah. Yeah so I mean it the if you search luckily I have a fairly unique name right so if you search me on any of the the platforms uh, Kirby Hosman if you google me I'm around but Hosman marketing is a great place to start that's that's our marketing agency i also uh, that's hosmanmarketing.com I have a website, Um, and so I put content and uh, opportunity to speak and things like that on that as well. And then obviously the social media platforms, as you might expect, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Snapchat and all that good stuff. Oh, so, you were out it, there with all the, all the kids. Now you're out, you're out yeah. there with all the
0: cool kids. Okay. Well, it's, what I
1: found with Snapchat was it was the best way to communicate with my daughters at one point. Yeah. And so I sort of fell in love with the platform so that I could tell them so that, uh, that they needed to take the trash out. And that was a way for
0: them to listen so <laughs> dad is sending snaps to his kids to take out the trash I,
1: that's I, absolutely I, I, true. Hear
0: you. I hear you uh man this this has been amazing a uh, pleasure is is uh I, I really feel that the community i'm not gonna say i hope or i think i know the community got some value out of this conversation uh we're seeing it pop through right now you know i mean jeremy's talking about it, everything we're seeing uh, Bill talking about it as well. Mr. Alec Johnson in the future is talking about it. So listen, th- thank you guys for for everything. Kirby, I thank you for the time. I thank yeah. you for the conversation. And I thank you for what it is that you produce, right? i want to give you, you these flowers and say uh, what you're doing resonates, brings value to the folks that are consuming that content. So uh, I appreciate what, what it is that you
1: do as well. Thank you. And the pleasure has been mine, man. I really appreciate you having me on.
0: Thank you, sir. We will talk soon for sure. Folks, be good to yourself and we will talk later. Take care.